Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 149, and it's the first episode of 2024. However, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that there's a slight change because once again, Adam has swanned off to North America, completely leaving me on my own, and that would be a pretty rubbish podcast. So I am joined by the most popular guest that we have, easily the most appeared guest, despite often failing to remember that he's even been on in recent times. I am joined by Richard Cobb. Richard, how are you? Did you have a good Christmas and New Year? I did, yeah. I think it'd be easy to establish that I'm not Adam, given the the facial hair yep. and the fact that I'm not wearing like a 1994 heart strip that's three sizes too big for me. So yeah, Very good. good. We have shown it. I got, uh, yeah, I got back like 20 minutes ago and uh, it's chaos in London, so I'm, I couldn't be happier to be here. Yeah, well, I'm delighted to have you and I'm sure everybody else is as well, especially because since we last did a podcast there has been four games there's been a change of year and there's been just hearts doing well which is weird for a lot of this season considering i feel like most podcasts has been me and adam being like that was quite rubbish that wasn't very good and then you've turned up and we've just got game after game where we've been successful so i think this is just hearts and stephen naismith saying that you need to be a permanent fixture on the show going forward and then there's a then there's a winter break, so we're not we're going to lose all of our form. Yeah, exactly, uh, and all of our players. But we'll get to that, I guess. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That is a very good point. So, <clears throat> as I say, there's been four games. We're not going to do the traditional right. Let's go through Saint Mirren chance by chance by chance because I can't even remember what happened for most of that. But we do have an Edinburgh derby victory to speak about. And then we've just kind of got more wins and one draw, but it's fine. The draw showed some positives, I guess. Not a lot, but we came back. So the first question I'm going to start with is probably the question that has the media seems to be fixated with is, in your opinion, how reliant are we on our star striker, Lawrence Shankland? Pretty reliant, I would yep. say. Uh, not, not, on, not on penalties, obviously, but then again, we're yes. not that reliant on... Um, the SFA for penalties either. So, um, yeah, no, I'd say he's, uh, yeah, definitely on a red top form just now. And uh, I think that's as much down to, uh, like, not, I mean, I guess Vargas has chipped in a little bit mm-hmm. um, the last few games, but I, I think it's been, this been so much chop and change. So I think he's been like the, the kind of Mr. Consistent, really. And, uh, yeah, I think we'd be, Heavily struggling um, without him to, yeah. I that's think not I saw a great lesson, but that's that's literally fact that it, we would be in a bit of difficulty without him. I think if uh, it was something like if you took away his goals, because a lot of his goals, especially in recent games, have come at points where we weren't in a winning position already. Like he's got us points from his goals. It was something like we'd be about seventh or eighth or something like that without him so that then perfectly leads on to the next point as you said we're about to hit into the winter break now and as of yesterday as we're recording this the january transfer window opened which has allowed west coast media to just go right lawrence shanklin to rangers even we're just going to make it happen do you see him leaving now and if you do for how much or if you don't do you think that will be because of Rangers' inability to put up money, I guess, or because we are just going to go, no, you're staying here? Okay. Um, in January, by the way, not just generally in Hart's career. I can't see him going in January, really, unless it's uh, like somebody's extremely desperate in sort of championship level, because I can't see the mm. uh, English champion, not like... Rafe Rovers. Rafe pretty get up to the top fight. Uh, need, to, need to beat Dungeon United. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like that there's pretty much no chance. I think it's done to sort of unsettle, but it's not even at the point like, you know, if it was six months to go, it's not even as if it's like a kind of suitor type thing of like a pre-contract yeah. or anything. So I think they're wasting their time, really. And to be honest, uh, I just don't know why. Like, I feel like you get so much more at like a better club. And and I feel like it's uh, yeah I don't think it's I don't know I feel like it, I, I feel like he'd probably want to challenge himself a little bit more than than just yeah. sort of stick him because if you look at the clubs he's had he's been so heavily Scotland based obviously until he was at uh, went to Belgium yeah and I think that there'd be a bit of you that'd be thinking like well can I do this then in England and I, I wouldn't 
I mean, Piazza got tra- a transfer down to England. Yeah, he did. So, like, I, I would certainly think he'd, he'd have options. I mean, you know, even like Janelli went down. Has he got injured again, actually? He got injured. Yeah, but... he's out for the whole year. Yeah, but uh, karma. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I, I feel like he'll, I feel like he'll go maybe, maybe summer, but I don't think he'll get a look in We're in, just to be honest. I just don't think they can afford him. I think that's where a lot of, Hearts fans seem to be just now. I think this. I know we've seen in the past even week or so that Naismith has said a contract is about to be put to him from Hearts. <clears throat> but I can't unless it's something silly like you can literally leave in the summer. We just want to add a release clause into it. I don't know, yeah. but uh, by all accounts, he's not kind of anywhere near our top earners, which shows how good a bit of business it initially was. Now in hindsight. With bringing them in, and I know it's because I saw some people be like, mainly Rangers fans, be like, "Why haven't you already got Shankland as the top earner at your club?" And it's because he's still on the same deal that he came in on when he had bluntly failed in Belgium and had had a poor season for Dundee United. But would you do what Neil McCann is suggesting and kind of just chuck him in a room? and say, what do you want? Or do you think... I saw someone today, actually, after the Livingston game, saying, Shanklin today simultaneously proved why he's so important to us, because he just gets a goal out of pretty much nothing after missing a penalty. But at the same time, with Vargas scoring, it shows, should we be breaking the wage structure? Should we be trying to keep the plans that we have in place? Or is Shanklin so good, in your opinion, that it's just like, if we have any chance of keeping him, do whatever he asks? I think now is probably the the time to go for it because just like, but I mean I can I can see it from the club's point of view just in the sense of like if he says no then you're like oh yeah <laughs> and it's a bit like oh that's not good I um but you know I, I think time is on our side but at the same time it's kind of we need to be we probably need to be pretty clever about it and I think you know the fact he is at the moment anyways he's the team captain mm-hmm. um and. You know, I think things are looking good for him, and it, you can, as we've seen before, quite easily fall out of uh, form, I guess. But I don't know. I do, I just wonder. There's there's going to be a lot going on in his head just now, just in terms of like the Euros coming up and stuff mm-hmm. as well. Then obviously, once that's done and dusted, then it'd be like, right, what am I doing with the next year? But I mean, to be honest, it's still like, I think they'll sell him, but at the same time, it's like we don't. Like what Rangers fans can't seem to get into their head is that we don't need to for like eighteen months. You know, it's yeah. not like it's not the sort of situation. You know, we've got until what this time next year at least yeah. before the panic stations. And I think we'll know long before then what's going to happen. I would think like I think January will sort of pass by unless there's like I said a, a crazy offer. I think it'll be we'll we'll probably know by the summer one way or another. Yeah, that's fair. And it perfectly leads on to that Edinburgh derby where he was very much the difference between the two sides. How much of the derby did you get to see? Because I believe that you were in like an interesting travel situation on the lead up to it. So we left my sisters in Sussex at 10 in the morning. And uh, it was all looking good. So we'd packed like, so my mum and dad, my wife, and then we packed the roof box. And we were meant to get into back to Scottish borders at like I don't know five or six six o'clock um all looking fine for about half an hour until we hit the traffic and it was just like bumper to bumper until we got to about Manchester and um it took us half an hour to get a one service station and if that wasn't enough the uh my, my parents and the wisdom like what they what they sometimes do when I go back like for Christmas or whatever they'll be like they'll kind of do what they do in a plane you know if like if a plane they'll show you a series and it's like uh series a episode 13 mm-hmm. and then my parents will do the same of like oh we're just watching this let's put this on and i'll be like i've got no idea what's happening so they thought right we're hour six into barbara streisand's audiobook let's just pick up where we left off and like i'm not kidding up until like I'd say kickoff. I I had fit, that was the issue as well. I had fifteen percent phone battery left, and I thought I'll blitz it. It'll be fine because my mum's got a phone charger in the car, and then my phone wouldn't work with the charger, so I had to listen to Barbara Streisand until I got to the start of the Hearts game, and I got fifty minutes in, and the phone died, and then I had to keep listening to it because we didn't get into territory for Radio Scotland at that point. 
got the TV services. It was sideways rain slash hailstone. And all that was going through my head was, I wonder what the score is, but also I spent the last three hours listening to Barbara Streisand's Sex Life. Um, literally, she goes through it all. She was like, like, who was it? She was talking about, um, I'm going to get pelotus for this, guy from, guy from the, uh, Marlon Brando, that was it. She was like, right. oh, Marlon Brando. She's like, yeah, we had a thing. And then he got really fat. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then she just kept talking about it. Uh, and like, kept talking about everything being a crisis. And then suddenly she comes along and then she makes everything great. And I was just like, I, I didn't like it before, but God, God but I hate no, it. Yeah, um, she doesn't work. Yeah. Um, what a build up to Derby Day that is for you then. I know. And that's that's forever going to, there's some things that just stick in your head about it, particularly <laughs> that, like the, the Kevin Kyle Derby. I remember mm-hmm. being in like a car in Italy when I got the full time score. I'm just going to be thinking about um, the. The Barbara Streisand's breasts, Derby, probably of twenty twenty three. That's that's what's going to be. It's um, a good way to remember it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but for the rest of us, we'll probably remember it as the Rocky Bashiri tries to head it into his own face, Derby, and Lauren Shankland scores a raker, and it was big for Naismith. I think he saw Naismith's reaction where he just kind of grabs anyone who's near him and he's jumping about, which is a perfect segue into the fact that since you've last been on, there's been... Sorry, wait, I forgot to say. I forgot. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't even answer your question. I, I got back into territory with about... Oh, yeah. It was sort of five minutes, like 85th minute, we got semi-decent signal. Um, we're switching between 92 and 95 FM and then right. 8, 810 medium wave. And then it was suddenly like... My wife and the dog were asleep in the back seat, and then Shankman scored, and it was like boom, like brilliant, just over the border. So that was nice. So you you got the important bit, got the important bit. Yeah, it sounds like I've missed some absolute dreadful stuff as oh, well. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was it was not a good game at all. There was two missed penalties, but listening to that on the radio isn't as exciting as seeing people miss penalties. So no, you very much got the important bit. Shankman scores and gives Naismith his first victory in the Edinburgh derby, and. As I was saying, you've since you've been on this, technically been two managerial changes. If you listen to the official Heart of Midlothian Football Club prognosis, saying that Nielsen left and then Naismith and his team became manager on an interim basis. Then we appointed Frank McAvoy, although we didn't. We appointed Stephen Naismith in the summer. How did you? Even taking away the run that we've had, when he was announced as manager, well, they announced the coaching team with McAvoy and Forrest as well. How did you feel? Because some people were really, really for it because of the football that Naismith had played in the six games he's had as interim. Other people thought it was a terrible decision. We're giving this guy a really important season where he's he's never had any management experience. And where I was, I was like, quite neutral on it. I felt that it was maybe the cheap option, but I could see why they'd done it. I was just happy that people could shut up, really. I think yeah, it was just funny. like, there's, there's so many people like, like, I do it to myself, like I go on like kickback and stuff and I'm like, yeah. and I, should, I shouldn't, but I, I, like if I'm bored, I'll be like, oh, I wonder what they're saying. And absolute nonsense is mostly <laughs> the answer. And uh, no offence kickback. But, um, well, actually, yeah, offence yeah, the majority of um, And then like, I was a bit like, oh, at least it's a, I meant like we can actually start looking forwards, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I was probably yeah, a bit like, eh. like, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't really see it going any other way. I think it was you were quite sure that was going to be the case, um, so I think it was just right, like good at least they can kind of get down to it, sort of thing. And then the season goes on, and listen, there's been mitigating circumstances throughout it. We've had a lot of big players missing. We've had a very hectic schedule. Up until about the Celtic game, it seems that there was quite a split in the fan base. But then from the Celtic game, we've won at Parkhead. We've then, the next game, beat the team that we were joint in third with, 2-0 at home in St Mirren. We've then won in Edinburgh Derby. Yes, we then had Ross County, where it was god-awful for that first half. Kind of the first 60 minutes, really, where we go 2-0 down. But then do show something to come back and get a point when we're playing badly and then as we're recording this only a couple hours ago we go to Livingston which is never a good place to go for anybody it seems and manage to get three points do you see that the tide has totally shifted for Naismith where it just seems everybody's like yeah he's in or do you still think 
there's still a part of it where it's like people if we hadn't won today people would be out in force being like see this is why he's the wrong person we should be going for someone else I think I mean I can gauge that from the uh, I probably should have got like I said I haven't really prepared any anything for this I'll, I'll gauge it by the uh, the comments on the hearts, uh, yeah. hearts Twitter um Somebody said so that nil nil stalemate at the break. Somebody autocorrected it and said stalemate. That was good. Nice. Somebody said I want a dislike button on this app purely for this club. Uh, do we ever practice throw-ins? Worst half of football I've ever watched. Uh, da, 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 da. Worst half of football I've ever seen. Uh, where can I watch free? That looks like a <laughs> uh, spam. That one. Yeah. Um, then somebody said god awful again, and they put about fourteen eyes in it. So wow. um, I don't. But I mean, what I've ascertained from that is that nobody said Naismith out. True. So I think it seems like things are getting better. Just mm-hmm. just from a, a quick glance at that, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I think the derby's probably been the one. I mean, to be honest, that you couldn't get much better than t- like beating South against Hibs. Even I think like the 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 most sort of insecure about Naismith person would shut up for a little bit. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of feel like. As much as the football's been been questionable, you could even just look from what I've gathered, the, the performance at St. Mirren uh, mm. was good. Is, yeah. is that right? Good. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as we'll maybe get to. And the obviously the Celtic game as well. So you know, you know, if we can find a way to win, then I think that's that's great. So I think people can't really complain about it. A big part of that is I know in the last two games it's not really been the way because we can see two against Ross County and then one against Livingston. Ironically, we've ban- we've been able to shut out better teams and the worst teams are the teams <laughs> that are actually scoring. But generally, a lot of people have put the, the success of Naismith's style is down to Shankland at one end and then this back five, which of course was different today because Rolls and Atkinson are both away to the Asian Cup and there's been quite a lot of changes because Halkett's coming back and stuff like that. But, ask, are they actually are they actually away? Like or yeah. I saw Ma- Maida was in the Celtic team today, so I wondered if like as oh, it. Oh, that's a good point actually. But then I don't know if maybe the teams are meeting earlier. I, oh I yeah, I wonder if they were deliberately trying to kind of rest them just to not ruin their. Uh, that's a good point chances, actually. Which... I, Laurie, when watching the game today, Laurie on commentary confirmed that. Atkinson and Rose are away, but that might just mean they were being rested. However, that is a good point about Maeda. Um, it does, however, mean that for because of how well people imagine Australia will do in the tournament, they've got to semi-finals in most occasions, are expect one of the favourites for the tournament, will probably be without Atkinson and Rolls for about eight games, which Sounds scary considering Rolls has really refound his oh, form. What, eight games. Yeah. When's that take us till? Uh, the third week in February, I think it is. Okay. Roughly. Thought, One of I them is Spartans. Fine. So that's all right. We should be fine there. But then I haven't actually checked the next fixtures of who it could be. So actually, that's a good point. We don't have Atkinson and Rolls. For these set of fixtures, Spartans, then we're at home to Dundee, then we're at home to Aberdeen, then we're away to Dundee, then we're away at St Johnston, and then this is when they could be back in in case Australia have a nightmare and get eliminated. At home to Motherwell, and then the last game they're probably missing is away to Rangers, and the first game they're probably back for is another Edinburgh derby. (laughs) I can't, I mean, it's, it's, it's January, isn't it? I think we're always probably going to be looking for a right back. I think the, like, I mean, given obviously what happened to Fire as well, and mm-hmm. like, I guess Sibbett could slot in if he needs yeah. to, but it's, it's not great. Um, I, Forrest has played right back before, which again yeah. isn't ideal, but uh, at, at the same time, I think, yeah, it couldn't have, for the amount of time we've got, I think that's probably got to be pretty high up the, the shopping yeah. list, I would yeah. say. Um, I, I can't, it's... especially because everything, like, for example, as you say, even roles, it's like, right, okay, Halkett's coming back to fitness, but we've still got Craig Halkett, who is a regular in this team when he's fully fit. Other yep. areas, I guess the next important area is probably another forward, even if Shanklin stays, because we just need someone else to start scoring goals. But I think the most important position is 
right, especially because we play in a system with a right wing back, it's so key to the way that this team plays. So suddenly, if one of them doesn't work, it's like, well, if Alex Cochran isn't at it today, we suddenly have no width. Yeah. But the most important player a lot of people have attributed this defensive solidity to is Frankie Kent, who I don't know if you saw today, sent every single Hearts fan into full-on panic mode as four minutes into the game went down holding his ankle and then crawled about really weirdly because he was clearly in so much pain. But thankfully, he was able to carry on. But I saw a lot of people's tweets saying, the season just like evaporated in front of a lot of people with him potentially going down. Do you think it is just, he's the signing of the season so far, he's come in and fixed so many problems? Or do you think it's a mix of Frankie King coming in and being really good, but Naismith actually showing kind of tactical nous and making us better as a back line? I, I mean, they, they've both kind of come at this around the same time, but to be yeah. honest, it was sort of um, like any of them would have been better than what we had. I think there was complete, like, I think Rose needed someone that was a bit more, like, switched on, because as much as, like, Sibbett could uh, run the whole length of the pitch and score a, a yeah. lot in a, in a derby once or whatever, then you were still never that. And you were kind of like, uh, is that all right? And, um, yeah, I, I think it just needed somebody that, that would just be a, a constant in the team every week. I think there's so much shuffling. Obviously, Rose would be fine to, to sort of stay in every week, but it was sort of like, well, it's not, not ideal. And then we'd be, like, even when it was talking like Harren coming in or whatever on centre defence, and it was just, you, you know, you kind of needed that. Like, Hearts have always needed that player, like, you kind of Halkett figure of just someone that's a, sort of a constant, a constant pick, really, and just like sort of no nonsense. And like, I, I think it's come around at the, I think having that just sort of breeds confidence. And I think that's mm-hmm. obviously, it's helped. Um, don't know if, it, if it's the mastermind of, of Naismith or anything like that. Maybe it is, but at the same time, it's it, as soon as you get a few, like I think the clean sheet at Parkhead would, Parkhead would have definitely, Parkhead, sound like Park? I'm fucking probably going to pick whatever. up on that. Anyway, whatever, pick one. Um, I say I, I Parkhead. Think yeah, yeah I, think, I think that'll definitely like have I've got confidence. But then, uh, I, just, I just finished a sentence for myself. So. Yeah, go for it. That's fine. So, the other person I want to mention, because I think of all the tweets you've sent this season, about this season, one of them that got picked up on the most was you made a comparison between a player this season and oh, a player geez. of last season. And it's when you were saying how Kenny Vargas hadn't done anything dissimilar to Garan Kuyol. Now, he, it almost felt like he specifically hated you because that night, he gets his first goal against Livingston and people went mental, yeah. But then, in the last two games, Vargas has scored in both games. Now, I know what your point was, but your point was that because as you can't watch games as much as everybody else can, for example, like me who goes every week, it is very much reliant on if he's a forward, he's not getting any goals, he's not getting any assists, it looks like he's not doing anything. And even then, I think a lot of fans who were supportive of him were starting to lose a bit of patience with him, being like, right, we get it, you run a lot. However, you're not actually contributing anything. And then the last two games, he scored. Do you think Vargas is the person that we can rely on alongside Shankland? Or are you worried it's a bit more like, here's a little purple patch, and then we don't know what's going to happen next? Before that, I think the the thing with that was I meant impact over however many games so I was obviously yeah. doing it just to, to kind of noise up but at the same time I think because Koala had scored against Rangers in a fairly meaningless yeah. last game of the season so that's what I was meaning on the sense of like didn't really get that many opportunities whereas Hearts were quite keen to push Vargas which maybe mm-hmm. has worked in that sense but I think that I mean the comparison I've got to make now which is probably going to upset a lot of people too is like Am I right? Did Oda score the last game of last season and the first game of this season? Yes. Am I right saying that? And I don't know what's happened to him. Like again, because I've, I've not yeah. really caught that many of them. But I, I don't know if it's if it there's too much. Like I don't know. Like I, I almost wonder if like the the rotation doesn't work because it kind of like he like Vargas is trying to kind of get the get the place, and if he's like he's obviously 
he, he scored a couple now, great, but will he be able to do that every week? Not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, was it down to the system we were playing him in? I don't know. Um, I guess you could even say that of Shankland, you know, when we were playing him kind of further back and we, we had the kind of headache with him and Boyce and it wasn't really working that well. Uh, and so, don't know if he's the solution, to be quite honest, but you've got to look at have we got anyone better? And I'd probably say at the moment, no. Yeah, that's very fair. And I think that's simply it. That's a perfect segue because all I've seen of Twitter today, and I watched the game today against Livingston, and there was a lot of not good performances. And as you say by those halftime replies, it was not a good first half at the very least. However, one player who kind of stood up above everybody wasn't actually a goal scorer. It was Alan Forrest. He got both assists and has just generally... It's been weird. He kind of quietly has just been good this season. I think a lot of times people have overlooked it and can remember him making mistakes when he's like had space to run into and chose to cut back and stuff like that. But he's actually been quite good. How, From what you've seen of him this season, how have you felt about Alan Forrest? Do you know what's upsetting people about Forrest? Is, I, I mean, it could just be me, but it's his socks. Like, it just reminds like, me of like Jason Cummins type thing. So I think that's almost like you see that and you get so many people like, pull your socks up, Forrest and stuff. And just like, wait, like, and it, for whatever reason, people like attribute that and maybe like he hasn't had a shave and they're like, oh, I just, he just can't be bothered. He can't be bothered to pull his socks up. And like, for that, it's almost like the basic on the appearance. And uh, same with like, remember, uh, again, this isn't a straightaway comparison, but that, who was that total huddy that we got that we had? We played for five games and the, the guy that we thought was going to save our season a couple of years ago, the striker. Vanacek. Yeah, and then because his shots were too long, Fokker like his shots were too long. He's never, <laughs> never a footballer. And, you know, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Um, and... I, I, I think people question it as well because there is that thing with like because he came from Livingston you know and it's mm-hmm. almost like if you come from somewhere that people can't see you playing every week then it's a bit of sort of mystique about it you know with Argas it's like oh I wonder what the Costa Rican League was like was he in, was he in the Costa Rican League? Yeah he was, was he... yeah right okay and uh, yeah it's, it's a bit like oh we don't really want a, a kind of squad like a player like that that we know from the league but then on the other hand they'll be saying oh but we want to sign Jan Danda from Ross County. Yeah. As well. So you, you can't really win. Um, again, maybe, maybe it's, it's Jan Danda's hair, maybe that's why people, so, or his free kick. But, but yeah. you know, there's, there's things that people pick out, whereas I think as soon as they're in a heart shirt, they're a bit like, mm, actually, not yeah. sure. Um, but I think, I mean, he, he seemed to, what did he set up? He, he got both assists goals? today, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, even if you think like he's, you know, he has been popping up, and I think it would have been quite easy for him to have left over the summer as well, um, mm-hmm. or kind of thrown the toys at the pram a little bit. But he's kind of a, he's been there, and he's obviously, I think, I think he's an an important player, and I think he's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was even the question? I forgot. I thought that coffin fit put me right off. You're fine. The question was going to be that I actually didn't ask you because I've just thought of it as Naismith after the game said. That he wants because Vargas is on this try before you buy situation where we've got him on loan. Oh, no. Yeah, but we don't know what's happening with him. Forrest, however, his contract ends in five months. Someone could sign Alan Forrest on a pre contract. Would you be wanting to offer him a deal? I'm not being brutal here, but who would realistically sign him on a pre contract above yeah. hearts? Yeah, uh, exactly. is the, I mean, is. I'm not being like I'm. I'm. Not, I. I could be surprised, but I. I feel like Hearts are like the biggest team he's probably going to play for. To be honest, yeah. so I feel like it's. It'd be good to kind of get that tied down, but also, you've. You're almost like do you, do you drag it out a bit, <laughs> you know. Like sometimes <laughs> when you see, you remember when we like got like Haring signed the contract and stuff, and just became instantly pish. Yeah, you know, and it was like. Yeah, kind of like, oh, yeah, well, maybe offer you one at the finish line. Can, can we dangle that carrot for another couple of months? I don't know. I say go for it. Because I do think you're right. That was the big thing. Like, as we were saying about Suter, and thankfully Shankland isn't in that position. When you see a player who's amazing and is like, oh, shit, they're clearly going to leave and they're just going to sign a deal in January and leave in a few months. I don't think Alan Forrest, unless like he's desperate to go back to air or something, I think we'll be okay if we yeah. leave it for a wee bit. Um, before, because I've got, he's not actually away. 
I've got Adam Kennedy's thoughts on everything, and we'll get through that in a massive paragraph that I've got. But before I do that, do you have anything else to add about the four games that we've been kind of touching on generally? Uh, yeah, the uh, the penalty incident. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that because I don't know if Shankland is it's a seamless link. By the way, Forrest into the uh, well into done. The well done. I don't know if Shanklin's kind of protesting the SFA by saying, okay, fine, you're not going to give us penalties. Well, when we do get penalties, I'm just not going to score them. But the Forest penalty situation, Forest has actually now been at the heart of two controversial ones because not at the start of the season, but in October, there was one where he was fouled in the box and it wasn't given. But I think, I can't remember what game it was. I think it was in the game we won. So it was kind of like, oh, haha, how foolish it was that we didn't get that. But now it seems to be a sustained thing where we just aren't getting anything. And listen, I was at that county game. It's nil-nil at that point. When that, and that happened in front of me as well, I assumed there's been contact but the keepers maybe got the ball first and they're just being like, all right, whatever. When I saw him get booked for diving, I was like, that's harsh because I don't think there was, I do think there was contact. And then you see it back. What was your reaction when you first saw that back? I think it was attributed to the result. So I get like, I just got very annoyed. Like, and I think it was because it's almost like it felt like all the hard work of the few the weeks before had kind of been undone. So I was halfway through my Edinburgh application. Right? I watched the first half mm-hmm. of of the game, like, um, and then I completely above board source. I watched the watched the first half, and then the Edinburgh application came out. So I started doing that, and then I had. Sky Sports News in the background, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's." Uh, I didn't see anything about the penalty. I was like, "Oh, Hearts are one down," and I was like, "Oh, Hearts are two down," and I was like, "Oh, great, the whole thing's ruined. I might as well just not do Edinburgh next year or this year now." <laughs> That's it. So I was like, "Ruined," um, and it probably came across with the application as well. And then when I found out there was a penalty involved, I was like, "Well, that's that's just ruined everything, isn't it?" And uh, I was annoyed about it, and I get annoyed that I get annoyed about it, the result as well. So when I have something that like that, it's always the kind of the what if factor. Yeah. And uh, I think I get, I feel like I get more annoyed like when I like read people's like comments and stuff on like social media of like like reposting and stuff. I'm like, oh, this was dreadful. And then I find myself getting more annoyed that people were like more focusing on the the Celtic Rangers handball. I was yeah. like, who cares about that? I'm like, like rubbish anyway. And uh, yeah, just uh, annoyed, Daniel. That's how I got about that, really. Yeah, fair point because. The situ- it's not what, like, for example, you bring it up there, the Rangers-Celtic handball offside thing dictated the entire discussion of, I mean, we're still here, we're on the second, and today Rangers are releasing statements about everything that's going on. But that is that annoyance. You're so right where it's like, if that had happened in the old, if the complete roles were reversed, if we had the handball offside situation slash... Rangers had James Tavernier going over in that situation. That would be viewed as like the biggest injustice ever. Like, look at how Rangers have reacted to this situation. They're like, we want the audio, Clement's going mental. It's just so infuriating that we don't get that that isn't given to all other teams. And I like the fact that they, it was, uh, they conceded a penalty today. It was handball as well. Yes, exactly. It's finally um, happened. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's that sort of, I'll take your medicine. You know, it's sort of like, if, yeah. you, if you want to go back over everything, let's look at the McCausland dive or whatever. Totally. Uh, let, let's pull that one out. Or let's look at the one with the uh, Goldson dive, or not, well, Goldson contact shirt yeah. pull. Although it was a shirt pull, it was still like, you don't have to go down like that. Yeah. And if you want to dig that out, let's uh, let's get let's a point actually scoring. go through everything. Let's, let's go through it all and then let's uh, take some points off the ones that you got illegitimately and see how it goes. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, just get over it, eh? I'm like, it's, if it was against anyone but the rivals, then I think they, they would have probably moved on, but they're just so like annoyed about it because that's like the first first uh, body blows they've had under under the new manager, I think. So they're a bit like, oh, maybe the resurgence isn't quite as good as it had been. Um, so 
Yeah, I think it'll, they'll keep going, they'll complain about it, but look how much they complain about the league sponsorship as well. It's just that's yeah. them as a club, isn't it, really? Yeah, totally. Totally, you're so right. And let's see if my co-host is so right about his thoughts on the last three games. So I'm going to just kind of read his review of each game and then get your immediate thoughts, even if you've not seen the game or not. So that's what we're doing here. So first of all, he sends a lovely message to everybody. I'm just reading this. If you can see this on screen, it's a bloody lot. We're going to be here for half the podcast. So Adam says, hi, all. Writing to wish that the Heart of Midlothian family all the very best for 2024. Hope you all had a cracking Christmas and have the happiest New Year's. Our last quartet of games has taken me by surprise, both positively and negatively. Of course, the guy in four unbeaten games can find negatives. He's writing this like, a, you know, the, the managers, you know, the managers <laughs> at the start of the programme, like that the, the, they don't even proofread. You yeah. know, it's like, hi, all. Oh, happy. Like, remember, got the gift shop on the way out and stuff. <laughs> That'll be at the anyway. bottom of this. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Carry on. Or, first of all, we've done well to come through December relatively unscathed, and I hope that we can use some of these fixtures to really kick on towards the rest of the season. Stephen Naismith appears to have won a lot of people over, and I'm really pleased for him. We must continue getting behind the team as best we can. It actually reads like the chairman's like address to fans, as if like they've not got any involvement in the club at all. Can you imagine him saying this out loud on here? I can't imagine no, him. No, not in the slightest. Right, so, first up, so, oh, wait, he actually has a dig. We must continue getting behind the team as best we can, but that doesn't mean that they are immune from criticism. So that's ominous going into this review. So, first up, St Mirren. I'm fuming that we didn't record after the game was played because I called the four Premiership games that went ahead and and absolutely spot on four correct scores for who scored. So, well done, Adam. Really well right. done there. Uh, however, I couldn't believe how poor St Mirren were. I felt as we needed to be at our best to come out on top. The performance may not have been completely sparkling, but we certainly deserve to win the game, which, given their league position, could prove a pivotal victory. Alex Cochran does so well for the first goal, even though I've no idea what Saints and Marco Haro in particular is up to, and Shanks does what he does. But I want to talk more about the second goal. Barry Mackay is key for me, and I don't understand the criticism he gets in our support. So, yes, I recognise that in the big games he tends to disappear but he's certainly a magician against the lower opposition slash teams we're expected to beat. He's the only person that asks questions of others in terms of passing, providing a creative spark that we're lacking more often than not. For me, because he brings a moment of quality or penetrating pass that others don't play, he should be one of the first names on the team sheet. That being said, the finish is an absolute joke from the best centre-forward I've ever seen pull on that maroon shirt. Zach Hemming's been decent for Saints this season, but he had absolutely no chance whatsoever for Shanklin's super strike. That is Adam Kennedy's review of St Mirren. What do you have to say, Richard? I can't remember any of that. Who scored the first one? Uh, Shanklin scored both. Cochrane crossed it in, and then Mackay played a pass. That Technically, Denham gets... He's undone Denham there. Mackay passed it to Denham, and then Denham flicks it up for Shanklin. Right. So, that's a disgrace, first of all. A youngster coming into the team, and he's not giving them any form of praise. Awful. He apparently played quite well today. Is that right? He came on for the final eight minutes and did more running than the entire midfield had done for the previous 82. Good. So that was good. Glad to see. Uh, and now he goes on to I mean, he, he, he laces it on Mackay quite heavily. I he feel does. like, I I mean, again, couldn't even remember who scored both goals. I remember Shanklin's goal. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, where's he now? Hart. Again. Again. Yeah. So, the Derby. Now, I love Twitter, and then in brackets, I refuse to call it X, so get it up, you Elon. When hearts make a make when hearts claim a win in a victory of that magnitude. But most people's tweets were masquerading a frankly woeful game of football. My particular favourite is the angle which you can see Martin Boyle have his hands on his head as the game-winning opportunity presents itself. Then there's the tongue-out emoji. Of course, I'm not on the podcast because I'm on holiday in Canada. Bless my girlfriend... Just sticking that in there. Just, by the way, that's why I'm not here. Uh, bless my girlfriend's family for sticking the game on for me. I'm incredibly grateful because it was absolutely abysmal. Can't remember an Edinburgh derby where both teams failed to score a penalty. That's one for Hart, starts, Hart Stats, who I'm looking forward to hopefully getting on soon. He's just he's not even said anything about you. Just promote the just promote everything else, eh? Like exactly. Of course, that's the spot kick that Shanklin hits the post with, given his remarkable record before that. But 
Just as I thought the game deserved to finish goalless, a Rocky Bashiri defensive disaster class, my God, he's awful, isn't he? Gives us another opportunity. And considering he's been starved of sufficient service all night and the game's reaching its closing stages, another phenomenal finish from our number nine is enough to seal yet another, and that's all in caps, Edinburgh Derby victory down Leith Way and leave me as ecstatic as I was shocked. Hibernian FC, shanks for playing. He's giving you a run for his money now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair reaction. Then, a sigh is very appropriate for this. Thirdly, Ross County. This game is infuriating and one I'll probably speak about most because, I do, oh God. Oh my God, this is a lot. He's very angry at individuals here. So, the game is infuriating one I'll probably speak about most because I don't want our hard work this week, this month, to come undone against a Derek Adams team, but it kind of did. Much like the Hibs game, which was starved of quality in the first half, so we proved the county manager correct, it's a disappointing draw in the grand scheme of things. I get that we've got to rotate and hope that we feel the benefits of that in the Livingston game, but the players that came in, considering they're hopefully looking to cement a place in the first team, undoubtedly weakened us. Uh, so first person up for attack from Adam Kennedy is Craig Halkett, which is a, kind of a surprise. Craig Halkett is still uh, some bit away from featuring for me. I've spoken on the podcast about the trio of Rolls, Kent and Kingsley. Now, because Rolls is away with Australia, this is a chance for Halkett to play against Livingston. I'd have thought that was a perfect opportunity for it to come back, considering he's played on that Astral countless times and Livia pretty much down. Okay, that ad, that's actually all he has to say about Craig Halkett. It's more just an opinion on fitness. Fair play. Alex Lowry. My goodness. I just don't see what he contributes. He's arrived at Hearts to get to get games, develop, and try to break into the Rangers team. And I hate to say it, but if he isn't making it here, he's, a, he's miles away from doing so for them. He should be taking ownership of games, carving out opportunities like Barry Mackay, and proving... There's another Barry Mackay place out of absolutely nowhere. And proving a match winner for us, given the reputation he's accrued, he's accrued early on in his career. He hasn't done that nearly enough so far. I think he's like Mackay, a luxury player that does try to pull off a risky pass. And he's young. I can appreciate that. But that we all want to see give, youth given a chance. But so far, it's not working out. And I'd send him back and look elsewhere. I've mentioned, as you did earlier, Jan Danda on the podcast a few times. Comfortably the best player in the park and his free kick is sensational. He's someone I'd rather, I'd rather than Lowry at this minute. And no McIver, I'm refusing to mention his set-piece delivery. I don't even know what that means. That's a dig at me. And I don't even get it. And I mean, you can't answer here because he's not bothered to turn up. But no. like, I'm I'm just a bit. I, I question anyone that wants to sign Danza for his, his that free kick because I'm a bit yeah. like, would Kingsley not still be on free kicks if he's playing? Yeah. So yeah, sort of like, uh, like great, that'd be nice. But then also, uh, he's like, he's not scored many goals. We're not going to probably get goals from free kicks from him unless Kingsley's not playing. So. That's very true. What is your opinion no, on not. Alex Lowry, by the way? I've just realised we've not mentioned him. Uh, yeah, good. Good. Does well. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a headache, though. I, I think, <clears throat> like, I still get confused when I see the lineup. Like, I know what we're trying to do with, like, the, mm-hmm. the bite at the back and stuff. But it, it's, uh, I'm glad that we're finding a way that we can kind of play him and Kingsley as, like, at, and at the same time. Yeah. I think that, that worked well because before it was kind of one or the other and it was a bit like the. Scotland situation of having two decent left backs and you know that kind of headache. So I'm glad that like we found a way to to kind of use both of them. Um, like I still think he's uh, like he's prone to a few a few mistakes and stuff. But then again, who isn't in this Hearts team? And yeah. I, I like he he does seem a bit. Like, I, I don't know if I'll have him for too much longer, basically, is what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Someone who we're yeah. definitely keeping for a while because he's signed a four-year deal is the man that Adam is most angry with, and that is Kioski Tagawa. <sighs> so here we go. I've seen a few suggest that he's one of the worst we've seen in the Budge era or before that. People must forget some amount of shite we've had if that's the case. He's not. Oh, actually, he's not. He's actually very supportive of Tagawa here. Sorry, Adam. I've misread your initial line. He's not been great, but as far as I'm concerned, we've barely seen him. How are partnerships meant to perform if they haven't played together for a sufficient period of time? You could argue the same for Lowry, but I don't care because he's ultimately not ours. We've paid good dough for Tagawa. He's arrived with a decent rep and hasn't had a fair crack of the wick so 
whip so far, in my opinion. If we come back to this topic at the end of the season and he's had countless opportunities to impress and failed, then fair enough. But I'm not willing to write him up just yet. He was anonymous against Ross County, but that happens. Hell, the, blo- the blokes played and scored for Japan. There must be a talented player in there somewhere. We're a stepping stone anyway, because if he was that good, he'd be at Celtic or elsewhere in Europe. So I'd take him, and I hope he takes the chance that comes his way. Uh, and then finally, he's chuffed for Kenny Vargas, getting two goals and two against Livingston. Uh, he's delighted with Shankland. And then he said, this may have been really long, but I've written some of this out en route to NYC in the car with my missus and her mum. So I had plenty of time to blurt out my thoughts about Hart Midlothian. What else am I going to do during that time? Take care. See you on the podcast. Adam. Maybe look out the window. Maybe. You're in a new place for the first time ever. Could do that. Yep. He doesn't mention you, despite him suggesting you come on the show. He uh, he talks about like it's uh, unproven, like it's... Uh... You know, sort of, uh, I guess like the front front two, obviously Shankland and obviously if Tagawa's kind of featuring. He's been in a he's been in a two in Perth of Paisley for I don't know how long he'd be gone now, three years, and he hasn't impressed yep. once. Yeah. So, you know, he still gets picked. I mean, not today, obviously, because he he might not even come back. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, this, this might be it for twenty twenty four. We're settled on this two new partnership. So, that is all the games. We're in a good place, basically. We do have the winter break now, and then we've got Spartans coming up in the cup, which. Should be fine and not another Brora Rangers type situation, hopefully. We should just be fine. So, before we finish, as ever, we do have the quiz. However, just want to double check because I know you did have some bullet points. Is there anything we've not hit yet that you wanted to talk about? We didn't even talk about the the big thing that I was going to come back on and mention. Oh, God. Um, not this year's show that's going to be in Glasgow on the 31st of March that I still need to sell tickets for. Uh, I'd, I'd promote the Leicester show as well, but that's it's probably not going to happen at this stage. Uh, the we didn't talk about the fact. What did I wind you guys up with again? Was it the the Nielsen coming back thing? And it's it's quite it's been quite a while. Oh my god! Yeah, how did we forget about this? Yeah, it got on the Facebook groups. It got on the WhatsApp, other messages, and the amount of messages I got was bad from people being like, "Why have you not told me this? How have you not heard this?" Adam got so much abuse because he was fully named. So people, he was getting messages from people within the Scottish game being like, what have you heard? I've not heard this. People who were on his course in journalism stuff being like, why have you, what, what are you? Nielsen was on the phone to him. (laughs) Being like, what have you heard? How is this? So you did well with that one. Were you surprised at how many people bought it? Surprised at how many people buy a lot of stuff that I talk about really. That's fair. Uh, but then I get to that weird level of I'm like, if I I sort of like just try and sort of take the piss and then I'm like somebody somebody will post like, ah, oh, you're the unfunniest guy, and then they'll be like, Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> I was like, Sarah, it, that, this guy says I'm unfunny. Like, uh, and then I'll be like, What have I done? Um and then lock my account for a bit and then uh, kind of get over myself. Then I'll then I'll be able to sort of look back and sort of laugh about it when I find out that it's um causing a bit of of uh, upset, but then I do wonder if there's anyone, like, if anyone's preparing like a, I don't know, like a, a file of the amount of times that I've like upset people. Because then I'll be like, actually, I feel quite bad if I see it all like written out. Whereas it usually just stems from boredom of like if I'm on, I don't know if like Sarah's at work and I'm at, I like I'm in the house with the dog or something like that at lunch, and I'll just be like, oh, I think of something, I'll do this, see what happens. And uh, I didn't expect that one to take off. But then uh, I think the timing was quite funny because I think it was like the week before he went to Florida or something like that. Yeah. So there'd be still a bit of a kind of like, like, oh God, I hope this doesn't happen sort of thing. But uh, yeah, delighted it uh, landed. I just love the idea that Florida club being like, what? What is this? I, I thought he was coming to us. <laughs> like, Imagine if here. they pulled the deal. They, they got <laughs> someone else's bed. Like, that would have been incredible. Quiz time. So as ever, we've got Four normal questions, one's a multiple choice, one's a true or false, two normals, and then there's the who am I. Bunch of clues, you get two questions, and then a guess. So, we're starting off, I think it's quite easy because, again, pulling the curtain back, I forgot about the quiz. So, some of them, you might be like, this is the worst quiz ever. But Adam doesn't get to benefit from it, so it's a net positive for us all. So, the first question is, after today, 
How many goals has Lawrence Shanklin scored in all competitions? This season. Oh, all competitions. Oh, yeah. that's upset. Because uh, I was going to say league was, what, 18? Is that your answer? Is 18 your answer? Oh, it's 18 for the season, isn't it? So, is it league? I don't know. Can we say 18? Can I just go 18? I don't know. Well, 18 is the correct answer. Is it? Okay. Yes. Right. And I think it's uh, 13 in the league and five in other competitions. I think that's right, the okay. breakdown of it. So, you're one for one. It's a great start. Question two is the multiple choice. How many points of difference is there between our current league position and last year's league position at this point in the season? Is it A, zero, B, one, C, two, D, three, or E, four? Uh, so I guess because we were kind of in Europe for a bit longer last year, I'm going to say uh, uh, two. You're not as confident in the team as you should be. It's actually, we're four points better off at this point than we were last season. However, we had, as you said, we played in Europe a lot. Yeah. So, well, still, Stephen Naismith positives. Focus on that. So, true or false, Lawrence Shankland has less goals against Hibs for Hearts than Andy Halliday. He's thinking. You're doing actual working out. This is impressive. Well, yeah, but I'm doing the same thing over and over. I'm trying to work, yeah. like, I'm thinking this out. Because <laughs> I couldn't like, think of two Andy Halliday goals when he, okay. when he scores a double. Uh, uh, wait, what was it? Wait, true, did you say true or false? True or false, like, Lawrence Shankland has less goals than Andy uh, Halliday. False. Correct. Howdy does have two. It is just in that double. And right. Shankland, after the New Year's derby, has four. Four okay. and five games. And then the final question before the Who Am I? Who, alongside Lawrence Shankland, is the only Hearts player this season to score in consecutive games? Uh, Vargas, I guess, no? Correct. As of today. No one had done it. Technically, Oda did, and you mentioned it, where Oda scored the last game of the season before and then the first. But in terms of just this season, no one's done it until literally today, Kenny Vargas. So, you've done very well there, three or four. Nice. Did I tell fun? you, have I told you about the uh, the Leicester, sorry to go back to this again, I had the podcast thing the other day, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they asked me to pick like a topic, so I picked Scottish football, and uh, they gave me like a random AI-generated quiz, and I got 10 out of 10 in the Scottish football one. And what then the, the, the other person who had done Scottish football only got a 5 out of 10. So I felt good until I found out who it, the other person was. And the other person that it was uh, was on After Me at Morecambe Festival. And she got a 5-star review and I got a 3-star review. So I don't quite think that getting a 10 out of 10 in the Scottish football quiz is going to be as good for my comedy career as a 5-star review. But I don't know. Like Put that underneath in future posters for Edinburgh and Leicester and stuff. Just say, oh, by the way, this is who you're coming to see. And it'll suddenly be booming. I should just do the whole show about Scottish football. Just, just like all yeah. like take out all that nonsense I've been doing the last sort of year and then chuck that on. Um, and you'll be laughing. Yeah. Well, let's see if you can get the who am I. So Adam <laughs> has not got a great history with this. You do, however. You're one for one. Can't even remember who it was last time. It was so long ago, but you got it. So. El Haznawi, was it him? Maybe. That is it. We've definitely had him, and it had a yes. guest on when we had him, so it probably was you. So, you've got four clues. The only rules are you get two questions and you get one guess. However, the question, the only rule with the questions is you can't ask surnames or initials. Okay. So, if it was like Alan Forrest, you couldn't go, What's his surname? <laughs> it's just for it. So you couldn't do that. But anything else, like clubs, time, what other clubs in other countries he played for, when did he join the club, all that part, you can go for it. So questions are... Wait, how many... Clubs, how many I get four questions, right? Yes. Okay, fine. Right. I have played in France and Scotland. In my career, I have won the Cup Winners' Cup 
Before joining Hearts, I played for one other club in Scotland and I played in a famous New Year's game for Hearts. Who am I? I will get this man's Wikipedia up now. Wait, wait, can I write this down? Yes, of course you can. Okay. Actually, I don't think I want to. Wait, so wait, he's played in France and Scotland, did you say? I've played in France and Scotland in his whole career. That's it. Right, 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 right. Uh, (laughs) No, it can't be him. So you do have your question. I'm not count. Don't worry, you didn't. That wasn't one of your questions. Asking me to repeat a clue. That's you've still got all your questions. Uh, Are you sure? Is that a second one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, did he play in the nineties? He did. Yes. Okay. Uh, Was he a defender? He was, yes. Uh, it would have been good if I knew who I was going to... Like, that makes it sound like I knew who I was going to... I was just about to say, I was like, oh my God, he's, he's doing the who wants to be a millionaire thing where he just phoned his dad when he knew yeah. the answer. Uh, okay, wait, can you repeat the second bit? This is going to be dead, but... Oh, wait, you're playing the famous New Year's... Yes, the final clue is I played in a famous New Year's game for Hearts. Is he French? He is French. Mm. Again, don't know who I'm, I don't know who I'm zoning <laughs> in on. Uh, but you—it's a French defender. Is it? Are we? Uh, did he play for Celtic? Is that my full question? He did indeed play for Celtic, and that is all your questions. I was going to say, is it Stefan Mahi? But I don't know. I might be wrong. Is that a final answer? Uh, yeah, but I think I think that's later on because I think it was anyway. Yeah, yeah, final answer. So previously, you were one for one and got it right. Yeah. You maintain your one hundred percent accuracy because yes, it is Stefan Mahi. Yes. Congratulations. I'll be honest. Didn't know how to pronounce his name because I don't remember him because he left a year before I went to games. Oh, okay. Was he good? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, what what was the famous... So, like? to explain the clues, I played in France and Scotland. Uh, the clubs he played for were... I, I never know how to say it. That The one that's spelled A-U-X-E-R-R-E. Uh, Auxerre? Yeah, them. That's where he started his career in the 80s and 90s. Then he moved for a single season to PSG, where he won the Cup Winners' Cup. Then he moved to Rennes for a single season. Then he moved to Celtic for two seasons. And then he joined us for his final four years of his career. Boy, I I thought he was at Celtic for longer than he was at us. That's uh, that's interesting. Um, Until 2003, he retired in. And then the famous uh, game he played in, he played in the 4-all Happy New Year, Graham Weir Derby. Oh, okay. So he featured in that. He actually got subbed off in the 65th minute, so he wasn't even on the park for the double as it (laughs) happened, but I saw that. So, yeah, you've smashed that then. The only thing you got wrong with the points, you were only a couple off. So well done. Yeah, nice. So thank you very much for coming on, Richard. Please plug everything that you have to plug okay i've got um if you've got a spare 14 hours there's a, a barbara streisand audio book <laughs> um or if you i don't know if it was this bit recorded the bit about the the basic the, this kid that this kind of like blue on, on the train had a blue and white no, it wasn't and he was heavily second to that and on the seat in front of me on the train so if you can find a sort of a blue and, and white kind of dinosaur lunch bag that's if if you need a sick companion that looked like it was there was no leakage um again don't know if there was a smell because i haven't ascertained as to whether or not i've got covid yet yep so don't know if there was a smell from there or not um i've got other shows but i'm probably not going to get anyone from this to go along to them who knows we've got we've got listeners from around the globe i think i might be i don't know i haven't check but i might the last time i'm doing my friend show from last year mm-hmm. uh is easter sunday at the glasgow comedy festival and i'm probably going to get that recorded uh if i get enough people i think i've sold 
two tickets so far. Um, and there's about 38 left. So that's good. And uh, I was gonna get I was gonna buy people that for Christmas presents, and then I remembered that I don't really know anyone that lives in Glasgow. Nice. So that's not happened. Um but yeah, no, not really. I guess I'll just um yeah spam you guys late, like when I've got uh, the friend shows on sale or whatever. Yes, okay. absolutely. What's your Twitter so people can go and follow you there? At the Richard Cobb, which you may need to unmute. I would imagine quite a lot of you. Um yeah. Because it's um yeah. You're never presence. You're never yes. presence in our lives. So massive thank you, Richard, for coming on. Massive thank you. If you've listened to this, hope you've enjoyed it. You can get us at Pet Paisley on all forms of social media, petpaisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. We'll be back at some point because obviously it's the winter break now. So it's more just gonna be <laughs> is Lauren Shanklin still here the month? But we'll definitely be back at least to preview the spot in games a week before that. But until then, see you next time. Bye-bye. Cheers. Yes.